0: Alright, guys. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. It's um, a great pleasure to be with you guys this afternoon to share with you on some things the Holy Spirit has put on my heart to share. Um, My love that every single person is here, and I welcome you all in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will be blessed mightily by this um, word that we'll share, and that your life will never remain the same, owing to the things that the Lord will do with us in this place today. Hallelujah. Amen. I welcome every single person, irrespective of what platform you're streaming from, uh, and whenever, wherever you'll be listening to us from, I, I really welcome you in the name of Jesus, and I pray that the Lord will make his hands strong upon you in the name of Jesus. Your life will never remain the same, because you have decided to, to tune in to be a part of, of what God is doing today with us. Hallelujah. Amen right so I just want to start with a prayer very simply Father in the name of Jesus we commit into your hands the things that we're going to discuss this afternoon we pray oh lord that your word which has illumination which brings light will bring light to us in the name of jesus it will bring understanding it will make our lives better your word will come to us quick it will come like a sweet word it will come like fire it will come like thunder it will come like a harma it will your lord your word will accomplish great things for us this afternoon and we who hear your word will be better off for hearing oh lord god almighty for in jesus name we have prayed amen amen right great so nice to have you guys here with me this afternoon god bless you all for joining in i can see you all God bless you for joining in amen so right the topic we're going to be sharing this afternoon is The life of man now the life of man. <laughs> That's what we're going to be sharing this afternoon Wonderful topic. I'm sure you guys will think what is the life of man? What about the life of man? I mean, are we know all men are we not all living? so what about our life? All right, so the, I'll be reading a passage from Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25 to 33 Matthew 5 to 33 it says um, right so if you can you can turn there let me just give you guys a few seconds to turn there so you can you can read with me alright so Matthew six twenty-five to 33 says therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or your body what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store wearing bands and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life now that is referenced also to mean can any one of you add a single cubit to your height now verse 28 i'm still reading goes on to say Or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well hallelujah amen great now we have read the passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25 to 33 Jesus was speaking there and He going to share some thoughts which are very very valuable when when you know, when the reality or the life of these thoughts began to get into my heart, I was so thrilled by what God had to say concerning this. And this is something I'm very excited to share with you guys this afternoon. All right, so I tagged this, the life of man. <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm sure some of you guys may wonder as well, why why this tagging? But yeah, that was the, um, the the topic, the context that came into my mind concerning what I'm about to share. All right, so I'm just going to get into it. And I really pray that all of you guys are blessed by this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first things first things first, is a, is a question or an opener. What did God make you for? What were you created for? And the response that comes is that God did not make you to wear clothes, neither did he make you for food. Your life is more than all of that. Meaning the purpose of God in making you was not, he didn't think of making you so that you would just wear clothes. That, I mean, you can, can imagine how futile that is. God didn't wear, make you so that you would just, Okay, so he created you, and then the purpose for creating you was so that you would just put on clothes. If it was so, then he would not have bothered to make you. God didn't make you so that when he makes you, the only thing you start looking for is survival, looking for food. That wasn't the reason he made you. Your life is way more than food. Your life is way more than clothes. And that's why Matthew 25, Matthew 6.25 was saying, "Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. So, God made you for definitely things way more than clothes and more than food. Hallelujah. Right, so... We see that in the original creation, Adam did not bother about any of these things, namely food and clothes, because they were readily available to him. At least he didn't have a bother about clothes. He didn't even know he was naked. And then concerning food, he had all the things in the garden, all the um, fruit-bearing trees were, were his for consumption. So these things were never his business what he concerned himself was was doing the father's job and the father's job we can see that in Genesis chapter 2 which says to to dominate the earth and also Genesis 1 upon creation God said to him you know to, to dominate the earth to exercise rulership so he wasn't you know going helter-skelter um, pursuing God did not make you fought and same as clothes mean housing and everything in that regard so God did not make you for these things, God did not make you to, you know, so, so this is how it is in, in the world, people get up, they are born, they join um, a nursery school or a primary school depending, and then get through secondary school for, for the most part, and for many people they strive on to, to universities, and for some other people they advance beyond then what is the purpose or what is the point of all of this why do people go through all of this why do people have to go through school in the sense the reason for that based on the humanity of the nature we are in is so that we will be better prepared or better equipped you know to get a job and have food and have clothes and have the basic things for survival but god is saying that is not what i made you for so for the most part it seems like we are we are you know spending our time on things that do not constitute a part of the original intent and purpose of god for our creation do you understand that right so if you understand that just give me a wave do you understand that your life consists or is way more important than food. It's way more important than clothes. It's way more important than the things that we have or to pursue. So people, what people do is get food, get clothes. Then with the spare time you have, do the work of God. But that is not what God intended. God intends that your focus would literally be in doing his work because that is what he created you for and nothing else. Hallelujah. So I know we have had a very warped perspective concerning how we should live, you know, which is what the world has greatly laid out for us. So if you are doing otherwise, you may seem to be, um, you may seem to be um, <laughs> just some other person there doing something that is abstruse or Byzantine. But God says to us in Matthew chapter six. That your life is way more than food. It's way more than the basics of survival. God didn't create you to survive. God created you to thrive. God created you to dominate, to fill the earth, to be fruitful, to subdue it. God created you to be lord over all these things and not to be subservient to them. So people literally live their lives serving just to get So you. you You are toiling morning, afternoon, and night just to get food just to get something on your table, just to get shelter, and that's the reason for your toil. Meanwhile, God created you for something way more than any of these things. In the original creation, and that's how we ought to see life, how did God intend these things? You know how Jesus was saying to them, in the beginning, it was not so. So yes, it is, it is, it is this way for you based on how your life wandered, but in the beginning, it was not so. And in the beginning, God did not so you come under some level of subservience you know, to someone just so as to eat, because in the beginning, God created... Trees that bear fruit all around us, so that we would be beneficiaries of of you know of His largest while doing the work of God's kingdom that He has given to us. Hallelujah. So in the rule, we exercise dominion and not spend our lives chasing after mundane things like um like food, you know, and clothes and shelter and some level of assurance from earthly things. Amen. All right. So if like I said, if we live our lives simply to chase food, to chase money to chase some level of earthly guarantee other than the kingdom we are successfully living a wasted life we are success like you have you have earned a phd at living a life that is wasted because if god wanted you to pursue these things there would be no need for him to create you Remember that in the original scheme of things, God wanted or God created man so that man will come into the earth and exercise dominion and rulership for him. The Bible says that the heavens, even the heavens of heavens is God's and the earth He has given to the sons of men to rule, not to chase food, not to chase um, money or not to chase jobs. He has given to the sons of men to rule. So the reason God put man on the earth was so that man will begin to rule, man will exercise dominion in the stead of God. Hallelujah. So we are God's representatives on earth and that's what the Bible. Speaking in Psalm 82, verse 6 says, That know ye not that ye are gods? Because when God created us in his image, he made us also in his likeness. So, like him, we are gods. And God put us on the earth to rule. God put us on the earth to dominate. We are kings and we are priests. There is no king without a kingdom. But the thing is, the Bible says that I've seen an evil under the under the sun. The princes walk on bare and ride on horses. So because we do not even know what we are meant to do on our position on the earth and what God ordained us for, we begin to live like people other than what we were intended to, you know, to live. But I pray that the Lord gives us understanding greatly on these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So so the thing is, God will not create you simply because he wants you to look for what you wear or simply because he wants you to look for what you will eat. God created you for a purpose that is way more than all of that. And I really pray self as an extension of his government on the earth. Hallelujah. When God wanted to create us as an extension of himself, as an extension of I know, let us make my earth. Hallelujah when god wanted in our own likeness and let them have dominion so when make man in our own image and in our own likeness and let them have dominion so when god was creating you the reason in his mind in creating you was dominion so that you will be able to rule the earth as if he was ruling the earth hallelujah and that's why even when he died he died not only for us he died as us so that when we leave we will no longer live as ourselves but we will live as him and for him so basically what god is trying to do is to establish a kingdom and a government on the earth for man to rule as if he was the one ruling. This is why it makes it entirely futile when you live your life that that happens. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I want on the earth to guarantee that that happens. Hallelujah. Amen. So, our thinking and our pursuit should be fashioned after the kingdom and not mundane things. The things we think about should be how do I expand? We're not created. It shouldn't be to think, how do I pay my next rent? Why? Because our create, we were not created to think on mundane things. I don't know how to explain it guys, but we were not created to think on paying next rent or eating next meal. Your life is way more than that. The Bible says, is your life not more than food or your body not more than clothes? Your body was given to you so that you can have the ability to stand on the earth as a man because without being a man, you cannot exercise legislation over this earth. So your body was not given to you so that you start looking for food to eat or for clothes to wear. Your body was given to you so that you as a man can stand on this earth to exercise legislation for God because you are a king in this realm. Hallelujah. So it's important that we begin to focus our minds on kingdom, on what we can do for this kingdom while we are on the earth. Hallelujah. Jesus speaking in the book of John chapter 9, he says, While I am in the world, I must do the works of him who sent me. So your existence in the world is, this, is to do the work of his Beyond eating and beyond feeding Jesus speaking in John chapter 4 says My meat is to do the work of him who sent me Meaning my food that gives my body strength And life is to do the work of him who sent me And to finish it And that's why Jesus was speaking He says that man shall not live by bread alone Or man does not live by bread alone Actually when you look at the original rendering He says man does not live by bread alone But by every word will be to dominate to it. They will not change The reason for the instructions of God And the instructions of God will be to dominate They will not change. The reason for for God creating man was so that man will exercise dominion. He says, let us make man. Let us make man in our own image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. That was the reason God created us and it will not change. So when, when God gives us instructions, the instructions of God will not change concerning these things. It is still that you would have dominion and represent him effectually on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the thing is, we must understand that God will not send any man on an assignment without adequately making provision for him to fulfill the task or the assignment that he has sent him out for. So when God created man and sent man on an assignment to dominate the earth, he gave man every single resource that man will need to exercise that dominion. So it means that when God sends you out to do a thing, he sends you out with every resource necessary for the exercising of your dominion. When God created Adam, He put He put food for him. Literally, Adam had no concern because God had provided every single thing that he would need. And, and the Bible speaking in the book of Second um, Peter chapter one, the Bible says that according as He has given unto us everything that pertains unto life and godliness, so we have already received everything that pertains unto life and unto godliness. The same way He provided for Adam in the garden. Hallelujah. So it's important that we begin to understand that and live in the consciousness of the fact that God has given to you every single thing that you need. Now, thanks be to, to the Lord and Father, of our, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have received everything that you need in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You only have one assignment, which is the assignment recorded in the book of um, Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. It says, You should rule, you should exercise dominion, you should subdue the earth, you should, you know, fill it up, you should multiply upon the earth. And that's your assignment. Hallelujah. So when God sends a man, he sends a man with adequate provisions to fulfill or to prosper in the work for which he has sent him. So the fact that God has given us an assignment which is to dominate the world, it is also indicative of the fact that God has also given us all things that we need to, to, you know, to dominate the world effectively without having any bother. God has given us all things that we need to have an effective surgeon on the earth because God has everything. The fullness of everything comes from Him. God has everything and God has given unto us every single thing that we need to dominate the earth. Hallelujah. Just think of this. An ambassador is sent to a country. I'm sure many of us know international politics. If you do not know, I'll give you this example. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse twenty says, "So we are also Christ." That's what Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty says. So we are also very much we are like the ambassador, ambassadors of the earth. We are God's ambassadors. We are His ambassadors, the ambassadors of Christ. that's whom we are. So just think of this: Imagine in the earth, an ambassador, a physical ambassador, is sent into a foreign country to represent his governments. Imagine the Ambassador of America sent into Nigeria to represent the American government in Nigeria, to represent their interests, to represent the international stance, to represent buying and selling. And the Ambassador decides trade, you know, import, to start um, buying and selling, you know, start Okrika trade, you know, importation and exportation, or just doing something in that country which he was sent to. And the reason he's doing this is also that, ah, now I'm in this country so that I will have food to eat and something to put on my body. Wouldn't that be entirely stupid? Imagine, just imagine, guys, imagine seeing the American ambassador to Nigeria in in, Wosetu selling computer. (laughs) Wouldn't you say, I don't think this guy is an ambassador because if 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 it's the america i know the ambassador cannot be this stranded, even the togolese um, that's so i'm so sorry about that but no matter what kind of country you come from an ambassador is an ambassador you will not find him doing merchandise buying and selling just for the sake of it for the sake of survival and this is the same thing it's it's quite that very much an aberration when we who have been sent ambassadors of a greater kingdom than the united states of america we start doing things mundane things just for the purpose of survival The American ambassador will not come into Nigeria and and begin to start trading simply for the purpose of survival. Same as we should not think the earth as just being within our major obligation, which is the kingdom. We can go on chasing very mundane things and we can thereby leave the very thing for which we were sent, which was the kingdom. So we should not like that analogy coming to the earth, which is like we have been sent into this kingdom to represent the kingdom of God, and we then start living our lives pursuing mundane things. Not at all. The kingdom that sent us is well able to take care of us. And, you know, it's important that we remember the scripture from whence we read. Matthew chapter 6, from verse 25 to 33. God knows that we need these things. His will is more than able to provide these things for us. It's important that we understand that, so that we do not abdicate our position and pursue after things we should not pursue. It says that we should understand that the body is more than clothes, and our and you know, and the flesh, or our lives more than food. So we should not abdicate our positions as ambassadors. We should not leave the kingdom without representation because it's specifically into certain spaces, into certain environments to represent the kingdom of heaven, to act as an ambassador for him there. You have been sent to represent that kingdom and you must serve there as a diligent and purposeful ambassador. You would not or you should not at any point in time abdicate your position simply because you want to go look for food or look for clothing. God who sent you is more than able to provide every single thing that you need to be of great relevance and to do your work in the kingdom maximally. right? So God knows all we need and he knows all that is necessary for our assignment and he will provide it in our purpose. It is in our purpose that we find all that we need. It is in our purpose that we find every single thing that we need. So the food that you are looking for, the clothes and every single thing that you need is in your purpose. When Adam was put on the earth, every single thing that he needed for survival in the garden was put in the garden. So in your purpose lies every single thing that you need to survive. In your purpose lies food. In your purpose lies clothing. In your purpose lies provision. In your purpose lies every single thing that you need to live the kind of life that God wants you to live. So it means that it will be very futile for you to abandon purpose only for the point of pursuing mundane things. I mean, the best intention of men will say, right, so I may not be able to serve God as effectively because I have this to do, I have this to do, I have this to do. And when you look at, or when you examine all the things that they have to do, you will come to one conclusion. It is either for food in terms of survival or for clothing in terms of security. So you want to get a job, you want to work long hours in the office, why? So that you, at the end of the month, you get you get a salary. <laughs> right, so you abdicate your position. And this is really strange teaching, I'm sure, because some people would not necessarily agree to these things but it doesn't make it true doesn't make it untrue rather some people may not agree but it doesn't make it untrue now the thing is if in your office if, if, if the reason you got the job is so that in that sector of life you would spread the kingdom of God then that is an amazing thing meaning that your mind in that job is after kingdom and not after food but if the purpose you are getting the job is so as to make more provisions for food then you are missing it The sense man is a man. You see when Jesus was sending the apostles with you don't take anything that will seem to be that you are depending on this. Don't take any extra tunic do not take any purse with you Don't take anything that will seem to be that you are depending on these things don't really guys read Matthew chapter 10. When Jesus was sending out the apostles say don't take any extra scribe don't take any tunic don't take any purse with you don't take any food don't take anything extra The city you go is enough to take care of you while you are there. When you get into the city, get into any household, knock on their door and tell them to let you in. So God, in in discharging your purpose, has made provision for you. would not it have been futile for the apostles to say, right, so we are going now. Let us go and do work now. Let us go and work, 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 work. And then have a lot of resources to go and then start discharging the kingdom obligations upon our life. That is futile. And that's why Solomon says, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. It is while you are young. It is now that you have the opportunity to serve God very diligently and I pray that God helps us to understand that the provision and all that we need for our work is in the purpose for which God made us. Every single thing has been provided for in our purpose. Just like the ambassador, every single thing that he needs to live a good and decent life in the country that will host him will be provided for him in the embassy. So it would be entirely stupid for the ambassador to think, all right, let me, let me so, he, so imagine this, an ambassador gets into Nigeria and he thinks, right, so I'm in this country, I'm all alone, nobody, nothing, and he, he then begins to trade, for example, from within the airport. He starts asking, please, who wants this? So, you know, he starts trading all his stuff and not representing his government. That is entirely stupid. And that's how, as stupid as that sounds, that's how a lot of believers have done very stupid things, trading their purpose for, the, for, the, for you know for the sake of food and for the sake of clothes and all of that. Right, so I hope we, we are getting the gist. If you're getting the gist, just send me a wave. If, if you are an IG, you're getting the gist of what I'm saying. Right, so the the provision that we have is is in our purpose. It's in our purpose. And that's why the Bible speaking in the book of second. Timothy says that the workman, second Timothy chapter two verse six it says that the workman shall be the first partaker of his labor. So while you are working, where you are working, or the vineyard where you work, there is provision for you there. Second Timothy chapter two verse six says that, that you would be the first partaker of your labor, and God knows how to take care of you. You do not even know how to take care of, of yourself like God does. God knows very much how to take care of you. We don't even know how many hair are on our head right now i don't even know it's it's impossible to count but god knows exactly how many hairs are on my head so he knows how to take care of every single one of the hairs on my head so you do not even know how to take care of yourself half as much as god knows how to take care of you so why bother about trying to take care of yourself why not leave taking care of yourself to god he knows how to take care of you beyond you so just trust him that he would bring every singleness. So that's the only thing. That's the only instruction that was given. To you. Your only obligation in this life is to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. So that's the only thing. That's the only instruction that was given to us in this Matthew 6 passage. It says, Therefore, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing will be added unto you. So the only obligation that we have on this earth is to be good kingdom stewards. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing will be added unto us. That's the only instruction we have been given throughout our lives by God right from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis 2 to Genesis 3 and the Bible speaking in Genesis chapter 5 it says that when God made man he made them both male and female he called them man and he gave them dominion so in the very purpose earth and so he mentioned for man is dominion is it is kingdom God wanted an extension of his kingdom on earth and so he made man and we must understand that and begin to live in that reality guys it should not be things like, it should not be business as usual. So go through school. So, what's the point of going to get the master's degree to make you more employable? Is that what God wants? Not like getting a master's degree is bad, and by God's grace, I really encourage every single person to do it, but what is the underlying reason for that? Is it to make you more employable, or is it that so that when you get into that country, you can furthermore spread God's kingdom, or so as to make you better place for entering into top ranks within government, within society, within entrepreneurship, so that you begin to influence kingdom there? What is your underlying reason? Getting a master's degree is good. Getting a PhD, in fact, if there is something higher, getting all of that is good. But what is the point or what is the purpose within your heart of getting all of these things? I pray that the Lord makes us to have understanding of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. So the understanding of this should reflect in the way we view our lives. It should not, it should not be for us that we abdicate. So let me say God has committed a ministry into the hands of a person within Nigeria. And then an opportunity opens up free master's degree in the uk and then you immediately abdicate your position and the thing that god has called you to do here in nigeria the mighty ministry that god has set you know you for in nigeria and the things he wants you to do and you now pursue the free master's degree in the uk simply so as to become more employable for what purpose and to who so you abdicate your position in kingdom and kingdom expansion and you move on to getting something that is way less than what you were called for So people have great destinies in Christ, but they abdicate what they have in Christ and go to pursue crumbs the crumbs that the world gives. I would never be that way. By God, you would never be that way too. You would never abdicate your position in Christ and pursue the mundane things of the world in Jesus' name. That is my prayer for you, that God will make you of great and quick understanding to know how to place things on pedestals, to know how to value the thing that has been given to you in Christ, to know how to value your calling. Your calling is the most important thing on the earth. Remember the story of the talents, the parable of the talents. The master called to himself his servants, and he gave to them talents, and he said to them, Occupy till I come. And he went into a kingdom to go receive for himself a crown. Remember that one servant was doing something based on what he was given. The other servant was doing something also based on what he was given. The third servant went to bury what he was given and went to do something else. He was on a frolic of his own apparent. He was sleeping, waking up, doing something he considered good. But when the master returned, every single person was judged based on the work they had done in regards to the assignment that was given to them right and that's why Revelation 22 says behold i come quickly and my reward is with me i will give to every man according to the work he has done and this is in regards to the context of kingdom the work you have done based on the calling based on the purpose based based on the predestination of god for your life hallelujah there were so many doctors there were so many lawyers in the time of paul how many of them do we reckon how many of them made great kingdom investments beyond these people that we know and that's because they lived in accordance with purpose I want us to understand that our thinking should reflect the fact that we know that we're created for something way more than the mundane. Hallelujah. So basically, God wants to strike a contract with us this afternoon. This is where it gets interesting, and this is where we're going to you know, very close very shortly. God wants to strike a contract with us this afternoon. It's a very, very simple contract. And the terms are as follows. Mind, you mind God's business, which is the kingdom, and God will mind your own business, which is your life. Mind God's business, which is his own kingdom, and God will mind your own business, which is your life. Now, the reason God wanted so the earth is now for men to earth is because the earth he has given the sons of men to rule. So, the earth is now for men to rule and to exercise dominion, and God can do that by himself alone. He needs man for that reason. So, he says to us, Right, you know what? Do my own thing, mind my own business, and mind your own business. It means if you agree to these terms. You will no longer live like your own. You are now going to live like a man with an instruction. You are going to live like a sent man. You are going to live like an ambassador, someone who has, no, who has no responsibility of his own to discharge, but only has responsibility of his commanding officer like a soldier. That's how you're going to live. You, you would also live for him, meaning that every single thing you are going to do from here on will be for him. You would also live as him, meaning you would live as though he were the one living. So the very things that Christ would do if you were to be, if Christ would be concerned about kingdom, dominion, and expansion, you also, so also will be concerned about a perishing soul. If Christ would be concerned about kingdom, dominion, and expansion, you also will be, con, will be concerned about kingdom, dominion, and expansion. You would have only one agenda in mind. This contract is very simple and these are its terms. You would have only one agenda in mind and that agenda is kingdom. But the thing, the advantages of this or the perks in this is that in doing so, your life here on earth will be guaranteed with riches and pleasures. Hallelujah. Jesus speaking in the book of Matthew 6 says that even Solomon in all his array was not included like one of these. So the thing is, God is saying to us that your life will be guaranteed with riches, with pleasures forevermore. He says, because every other thing will be added to you. So if if you decide to take upon yourself this mandate of living as an ambassador, every single thing that attends this kingdom from whence you serve, will be added onto you so your life on earth will be guaranteed also with riches and pleasure forever and not only so you would also be saving for yourself riches into the future meaning you are going to be making an investment in eternity so when the servant one of the servants in the story of the talent or when the servants in the story of the talent were Trading upon the, um, upon the master's money, upon the master's talents. They were not only doing for themselves great things on the earth, they were also saving for themselves in eternity. And when God, or when the master returned, he said to them, Good and faithful servants, welcome into my eternal rest or into my eternal habitation. So, in doing this, you are not only preserving for yourself great riches upon the earth, you are also making massive, mighty investments and making, fun, you know, storing up for yourself treasures in eternity. People ask, Can you store treasures for yourself in eternity? Yes, you can read uh, matthew chapter 5 you would see that there read matthew 6 read story of the talents read all through scripture you see that there you can store for yourself great treasures in eternity now the thing is this is a win-win because not only is your life taken care of on the earth you are also taken care of mightily in heaven now if you do not agree to this contract well no problem you would be at the very best like solomon (laughs) meaning you would be at the very best someone like Solomon. Even being like Solomon is impossible without the help of God because Solomon became that rich and that wealthy because God helped him. So, you still definitely need God in the equation to be like Solomon. But even Solomon, in all his splendor, was not dressed like one of these, things, like one of these plants who are here today and are gone by the next day. So, that is still not even possible. So, what that will mean or what that will leave you with if you do not agree to this contract is that, um, well, you would have a life of grief you have a life of toiling just to make ends meet like we have seen a lot of people unfortunately many of our parents have been in that train of just you know living and just striving and stuff and you live and you are spent and you are wasted and then finally when you are dying you now remember god and you now want to try to serve him but then you are greatly limited cause you are weak you are tired your body is failing and there's not really much you can do and there's only so much you can save in eternity <laughs> right so <clears throat> i do not know about you but like Joshua said in Joshua, Joshua 24 for me, I choose to sign into this contract. I choose to mind the business of God. I choose kingdom. What about you? Can you send a reply? What do you choose? Do you choose to abide by the terms of this contract and get wealth and riches in this life and in the life to come, representing the kingdom of heaven, living to your highest calling? Or do you decide to live to your lowest calling? The Bible speaking it says, we press, through, we press towards the highest calling. So do we decide to leave for our highest calling or do we decide to leave for the earth? It's a choice for us to make. But the Lord will help us with great understanding in the name of Jesus and give us the grace to live our life in the fullest expression of His calling upon us and for us in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Lord helps us with great understanding. God bless you guys so much. We press towards the mark of our highest calling we live for the kingdom, we choose the kingdom, God, we sign a contract with you this afternoon that we live for you, we live for you, we live as you, we press towards our highest calling, we no longer pursue the mundane things of the flesh, but we pursue the things of God, we no longer pursue the mundane things of canality, we pursue the kingdom, we pursue you, we pursue your righteousness, we pursue your life, We seek first and we seek only the kingdom and your righteousness. We seek at every point in time to be conformed to your image, to be conformed to your likeness. We seek to live your life as you. The Bible says, And for this reason Christ died so that they which live should no longer live unto themselves, but unto him who died. Christ died so that you would live for him. He died for your sins so that you would live for him. He died for you so that you would live for him. He died as you so that you would live as him. Lord, we thank you for this great time. We thank you for this great moment we thank you for this great opportunity we surrender ourselves and we say we sign this contract with you this afternoon we sign and we made this covenant with you right now lord to live for you to live as you to live as great ambassadors Of your kingdom, representing you in every way, spreading everywhere, triumphal, you know, spreading everywhere, great riches and splendor of you. We decide to live as you, we decide to live for you, we decide to spread the fragrance of Christ everywhere amongst those who are being saved and amongst those who are perishing. We decide to represent you in every government, in every kingdom, in every space. We decide, Lord, at this point and at this time to be your great ambassadors. We thank you, Lord, for calling us onto this very noble calling, onto this very noble purpose. We give you glory and praise. We magnify you. We adore you. We say thank you, Jesus. All glory, all honor to you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Guys, if you were blessed by this, send in a testimony. You know, reach out to House of Glory and say to them how this greatly impacted your life. It impacted my life very, very much. I would no longer pursue mundane things. I would no longer consider decisions after the flesh. I would pursue at all times one thing, which is the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. The word first means primal. The word the word in the original, the word first now best translates to primal. So meaning the the, the primary reason for our seeking, the, the only reason actually for our seeking should be the kingdom and God's righteousness, meaning to be aligned at every time with Him. to to be declared righteous by Him, meaning these are the things we would seek after only these things. I pray that the Lord helps us with great understanding in the name of Jesus. God bless you guys so much for tuning in. I love you all so much. The Lord give you understanding. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. The Lord give you peace in the name of Jesus. The blessings of God upon your life, and not for you to live your life the way you want to live it. The blessings of God upon your life are there to make you better representatives, better ambassadors, better people for Him, to give you the grace to live as, 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 you know, as a better ambassador basically for Him. So we must understand it that way. If you are fine, if you are intelligent, if you are smart, anything that you are or anything that you have been made to be, You have been made for that so that you would live as a better representative of God. Understand that. God bless you all so much. Peace out. God bless you from HOG. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't forget to send in your testimonies.